wanted to thank each and every one of you for taking some time this weekend to go over this with me, the, the talk of prospecting, follow-up, and closing. What we can do to, you know, get more customers, meet their needs, meet their wants, and just take care of them so that, of course, we can get paid and make money. But we're doing this ethically, honestly, and, you know, just taking care of them with everything that we are. So let me share my screen with you. Again, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everyone that's hopped on here. I'm really excited about this. I, I, I know this is going to, uh, you know, help a lot of you guys out. So, like I said, we're going to talk about prospecting, follow-up, and closing. Now, what is prospecting even? You know, a lot of people have a misconception of what prospecting is. They think it's this one call close, crazy movie scene like Wolf of Wall Street, where, you know, he just calls and he's witty and he's funny and he just makes this random call to this random guy and it works. That's really not prospecting. That's movies. That's Hollywood. That's kind of the little fake thing, whatever, you know. Prospecting is finding the right person for your product or service. Every one of you has an ideal client. Every one of you has someone that you can touch their heart with your product, with your service, with what you're doing. So prospecting is a little bit different than marketing. Marketing is getting out there saying, hey, it's me. Hey, I have this. Hey, I have this. Prospecting is when you know who your person is that you're talking to, you have an idea of who they are, their wants, their needs, their desires, how your product can help them, and then it's reaching out to them. Now, I know a lot of you use funnels and click funnels and stuff like that. That's great, but there's going to come a time when you have to say, hello, hey, I wanted to reach out to you. So I wanted to kind of give you a couple examples of the right way to reach out to someone and the wrong way. So a lot of you know that I do like sales for a multi-billion dollar company. I sell dedicated internet. So I deal a lot with like CEOs, CFOs, and chief technology officers. So what I've learned over time, the biggest mistake people make is they product dump or they try to just give all their information about them, 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 not really touching the customer, not really letting the customer know that you know their needs, their wants, their desires. Let me give you an example here. So Here's the first pitch with product dumping. Cool. Okay. Hey, real quick. My name's Joe Graham with Spectrum Enterprise. Uh, real quick, good news for you. Um, we have our dedicated fiber network in your area now. We do like voice over IP, Cisco Meraki firewalls, dedicated internet, and a whole bunch more. I was wanting to get on your schedule and see if you know maybe we could help you out. Now, you might be thinking, man, that was pretty good. I like that. He was excited. He talked about his product, his service, and stuff like that. But the problem is I was talking about me. I wasn't touching their heart. I wasn't touching their problems. I was just saying, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. And people don't care about that. What you need to do is be more technical, more just dig into the person that you're talking to. So if I was talking to a chief technology officer, a correct way to prospect them would be this. Hey, real quick, Joe Graham, Spectrum Enterprise. I have good news for you. You know, I know a lot of chief technology officers are dealing with, you know, people coming back to work, bandwidth issues, uh, cybersecurity threats, and just that whole strain on your network. I wanted to know if I could get a couple minutes of your time now, or maybe today at two o'clock, so we could discuss some solutions that I found have worked for other people like you. Does that work? Do you see the difference there? What I did was instead of just going and being like, product, 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 I'm like, hey, I know you have a need. I know you have a want. I know you have stuff that you need to get done. 
and I'm going to take care of it for you. Or you might be like, hey, yeah, that's cool, but I'm like a business coach or I'm selling widgets or stuff like that. I'm not talking to chief technology officers and stuff. I get it. Cool. Let's do another example. We'll use fitness. Say Tim reaches out to you and says, hey, man, I liked your, your post on this, on the, the weight loss stuff and all, being able to chase it, you know, my kid to get. And you go to him and go, yeah, Tim, I have this great program for you. Now, here's the thing. You're going to have to work out four times a week and you're going to have to eat this way. And you're going to have to do this and this and this and this and this. And you product dump. More than likely, Tim's be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just wanted to like be able to chase my kids. I, 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 that's too much. But if you reached out to it, same scenario like this, Tim goes, hey, I like that post. I'm going to chase my kids. She's like, yeah, Tim, I agree with you. You know what's crazy? Three years ago, I was in that same boat. You know, we went to Disney World. You know, Disney, the greatest place on earth. And they're going to say, yeah. Yeah. And we were there and we were there for four days and I was out of shape and I was tired and we're walking. I hadn't walked that much in a long time. And I got like the swamp thing. And it was just like, it was horrible. It was not the most wonderful time because I couldn't keep up. But my wife, she was like running around, dancing with the kids, doing all this stuff because she was healthy and all. And man, I just want to be able to chase my kids. I want to be able to, you know, make myself feel good enough so I can help them. And then that's why I came up with this program, Tim. Why is that? Because I needed to do the same thing you're doing, which is this, be in better shape for me. The shift was instead of product dumping, I told a story. I agreed with my client or my prospective client and said, hey, I understand where you're coming from. I was there. I've developed a product or service now. And then once you do that, then you can just start asking them questions instead of pitching them. So instead of it being product, 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 you're like, cool. So, so Tim, here, let me ask you this. Are you looking to get in the fighter way, you know, like the MMA guys, or are you just looking to be able to be comfortable so that you can be healthy and have fun? They'll tell you. And you just dig in more and dig in more and you talk about them because prospecting must be all about the customer's wants, desires, and needs. Your products are there for you to craft a story to help them once you find out what their products and needs are. If you don't know, and you're just programming, you might be talking to someone that doesn't care about fitness or doesn't care about fiber or whatever. So prospecting is targeting your correct audience and crafting a story that connects with them to bring them to your products and service. Because again, like I said, people do not care what you know. They want to know if you can help them. I mean, it's just human nature. You want to know if someone can help you. So the key with prospecting comes down to three things. Know your audience, make it about them, touch their heart and soul with the value you bring. Storytelling, asking open-ended questions, finding out about what their needs are, not yours. The next step that most people don't like to do, because we don't like to be rejected. Who in here likes to be rejected? Raise your hand. I see no one is raising their hand because we don't like to be rejected. But with prospecting, you have to touch as many people possible through the tools you have. And what I mean by that is this. You don't have to do like the phone call, cold call prospecting. I do it. I like it. It works well. But you maybe you're a business coach. Maybe you're a fitness coach. Maybe you sell a product. And you have a marketing team that gets you leads. You still need to reach out to as many people as you can through the tools you have. Now, this is not a course on that. This is a course on prospecting and what it is. But in prospecting, you have a lot of different tools. So think about this way. You can reach out through social media like Facebook, Instagram, lives, 
uh, all that stuff. You can do it through email marketing. There's, I have great friends I can connect you with that are masters at email marketing and your customer journey and that type of stuff. You can do it the old-fashioned way, just like I was saying, calling over the phone. You can go to networking events. You just need to get your voice out because the biggest thing that most people don't realize when it comes to sales or business is the more people you're talking to, the less stress you have, and the more opportunities you have to fail. Then you're not stuck with just three people. If I don't get to this time, I'm going to fail. No, you have 20, 30, 40 people in your pipeline at different time frames, And because of that, you have peace because you know, hey, if I follow these right steps and take them down the process they need, I'm going to sell them. I'm going to help them. And I don't have to rely on one or two clients because I'm reaching out. I'm sharing my voice. I'm doing what I need to do. And then number three, and now we can go a lot deeper, but this is a training on prospecting, follow-up, and closing. So I'm not going to be able to go as deep now. In the future, maybe I'll just do a whole series on prospecting, whole series on follow-up, whole series on closing, rebuttal, stuff like that. But just another key highlight for you here, set time blocks that you adhere to and focus on prospecting. And what I mean by that is simply this. If I'm prospecting, like with my job at work or with my business here, I am 100% focused on what I'm doing. I'm not grabbing my phone, playing on Facebook while I'm talking to you. I'm not doing emails while I'm talking to you or reaching out to you. I'm wholly focused in the moment. So in the sales world, we call this the golden hour. The golden hour is when you know your client is the most likely to take your call, email or whatever, and you're focusing 100% on them. So you're totally in the moment. It helps you shrink time because we get so distracted in today. In today, like think about this way if you were out with your spouse on a date and they just kept picking up their phone while they're talking, we we're supposed to be focusing on you. They're just like, Yeah, yeah, I'm focused on you, baby. Sure, I am. Oh, oh, yeah, that's great. They're not, you know, that they're distracted. Same thing with this your clients will know if you're focused on them or if you're not. So, just to recap prospecting real quick, know your audience, make it about them, touch their heart and soul with the value you bring, touch as many people as possible that you can touch through all the avenues you have, and set key time blocks so that you can be focused in your prospecting 100% so that that way you have a big pipeline, you have more people to talk to, and you're not distracted when you do it. Success, like I've said before, is boring. It's following certain principles. Those are three principles of prospecting that I promise you, if you did for the next 30 days, you'd be amazed at how well and how much you would learn. So how do I get them to buy? And I put this little caption in here and I like it. It's got me drinking my little, I'm a pug fan. So I have like pug stuff and it says coffee is for closers. So there's this sales movie. Google this, YouTube it. You'll see coffee is for closers. It's pretty funny. Um, but you know, we're all in business because we want to help people and bring them value. But we also need to take care of our families and make money. It's fair. It's a fair exchange. So that's what we're doing. So how do I get them to buy? So next, we're actually going to talk about closing. You said, well, wait a minute, you said prospecting, follow-up, and closing. I did. But really, it should go prospecting, closing, follow-up. And I'll show you. So like I mentioned before, closing is not what you might think. It's not like the movies. It's not the witty comment. It's not the funny thing. It's not the one-time big thing you do. It's following your process day after day, week after week, consistently over time, bringing the most value to your customers so that they will want to buy from you because you built the rapport, 
or the relationship, you've overcome their objections, and you help them with your service. So let's dig a little bit deeper in this. Five steps you need to close a deal. If you are talking more than your customer is doing the presentation, you're doing it wrong. You might be thinking about how will they know about me? What will they know about me? Here's the thing. If you do your prospecting right, you know your target audience needs the stuff you have, correct? Cool. So if you prospected right, great. When you get into the conversation, we'll use the fitness one again, because I mentioned that before. And I'm talking to Tim, and Tim wants to lose weight and whatever. So what I'm going to do is start asking Tim open-ended questions. Like I kind of mentioned before, hey, Tim, cool. So I know you're on this fitness journey and all. So let me ask you this. Are you looking to get into a fighter weight, you know, super buff, rip, rip? Or are you just looking to be a healthy you so that you can run around and do your thing? He says, well, help me. Cool. I got you. So do you like to do more cardio or do you like to lift weights more? And they'll tell you, great. So when it comes to cardio, are you more of like a run, run, run or a walk type of person? And they'll tell you, then you can do this in the food thing. Cool. Great. You know, we have to change our foods. And remember, I told you, Remember, leave the little, give them a little, give them a little, give them a little sweetness. Remember, I told you I do have this building. You can have a burger or pizza or something once a week. But for the most part, we got to get your food dialed in. So, are there any foods that you just I can't stand? Like some people don't like Brussels sprouts. I like Brussels sprouts, but somebody like, oh, I can't stand Brussels. Cool, great. So, what we're gonna do is get you a food protocol that has the, all the vegetables you need all the lean meats you need, less carbs, you know, because we're trying to get you to where you're stronger. You're going to do the weightlifting and the walking. Great. Cool. And you'll still get to have the burger on the weekends because you kept your commitments to yourself. All I'm doing is building a product or service for him based on what my client says their needs are. It's simple, but what most new business owners, entrepreneurs, and sales professionals end up doing is deal, 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 prospect. Oh, this is me. This is me. My company did this and I 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 did this. And I'm going to use the relationship thing. If you're going on a first date with someone and you're talking only about yourself, that's the only date you're going to get because you're not closing them. You're just bragging and talking about what you can do. And people don't care. I know this sounds harsh. I know it's your heart. I know it's your dream, but you have to reframe it and shift it to be about them. If you just talk about how great you're all the time, people listen for a little bit. They might watch, but they're not going to buy from you. But if you take them on the journey and show them how your product or service can help them and show them how that they need you to help them, it's great. And here's a little freebie for you. If your product and service can't help them, but you know someone that can, refer them. You might be saying, well, why would I do that? Because you're building the confidence in the relationship with you. And maybe what you offer doesn't help them, but it helps their friends. Word of mouth marketing from you being honorable, say, no, you know what? I, Tim, my program doesn't help you, but my friend Jason's program, dude, he can help you. I'm going to make a connection for you. And you go from there. And then take what the customer says and bring value. So going back to what we were talking about, if I can give them ethically, morally, and with you know my full heart, what my product or my service brings to them, I'm going to say, hey, cool, Tim, here's my program. Here's the stuff. So this is what we're going to do, Tim. And, and let me just lay it out for you again. You want to be 
in better shape. Not fighter weight, man. I don't want to be in fighter weight either. Let's see, I'm agreeing with it. So you want to be in better shape. You're good with lifting weights three times a week and then going for a walk the other day. Cool. We're going to do this food protocol without Brussels sprouts because they're nasty. I agree. We don't want them. And then on the weekends, you're going to reward yourself with a treat. One meal you can have portion-wise because you can't just blow your whole week. Cool. Sound fair? Great. So the cost of this program is going to take about six months. And remember, I'm going to back you up. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be with you all the steps through the way. Not only am I making the program, not only am I making the food protocol, we're going to meet once a week, you and me, and we're going to talk and go over this. And then you're going to be part of my community because together we can do so much more. You're going to get to do all of that. And for the six months, the package is $5,000. And no, my computer screen did not freeze up there. I did that exactly on purpose. You want to, when you offer the deal and ask for the sale, present the price, shut up. Because he who talks next wins. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be like a little squirmy. And I, when I see a lot of people do that, is before the customer can even think, because they fear into your price for the first time. And before they can even, you know, reach out or rebuttal or do any of that, I see people go, but if you do it right now, maybe I can do it for a three or for a grand or for, and then all of a sudden your credibility is gone because you build up all that value. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, it's really not worth that. That's what the customer is hearing. So what you do is you're quiet and you let them give you a response. And if they sit there for a while, it's cool. Be comfortable in that silence. But once they give you the rebuttal, this is where the sale really starts. So all this up to it is not the sale. The sale is once they give you an objection. So the next step is overcoming objections. Now you might be like, well, crap, I don't want them to give objections. Well, neither do I, but it happens. And a lot of them that you may hear simply stuff like this. Yeah, I want to... Um, but I need to think about it, or I don't make that type of decision without talking to my wife, or now's not really a good time. So real quick on that, it's simple. Let's use the first one. You know, I need to think about it. What you want to do there is really simple. And this overcoming objections is definitely, definitely like there could be a whole course on this. There's a lot of techniques and training, but I'm just going to give you a quick, easy one. Agree with them. Cool. No, I understand. I need to think about it too. I, I've done stuff before and I just want to make sure, you know, that that I have everything, all my questions answered and stuff. Is that fair? No, say so yeah. Cool. So how much time are you thinking? Today's Saturday. Um, and I know you are wanting to get in shape before your cruise in January. Remember, we're going to do that six-month time frame. So we're probably going to need to have you going on the program by the end of next week so we can hit your goal. Is that fair? They'll say yes. Cool. So is it okay if I reach out to you next Saturday at 11 a.m. or would two be better? Shut up again. And then they'll reply. And here's where you'll start to find out, are they really interested or not? Because if they agree to you talking to them at a specific time again, if they're interested, they want to think about it. If not, they're like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. And that's when you would circle back in and go, okay, cool. I got that. Is it what, what is it that's making you feel uncomfortable with the package? Is it not something that you, do you think you can't do the workouts right? Do you feel not empowered with the food? What is it? And you kind of dig in a little bit again. 
And then if they say, well, no, no, I just didn't get think about it. That's fine. Cool. And then you go and you set up the time again. Now, I know that seems a little bit like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to do that. But a lot of times people, when they first hear what you have to offer and they first hear your products and your service and all, they just need a little time. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't ask for the sale. You need to be asking for the sale throughout the presentation, throughout the whole thing, because the more yeses you get from them, the closer you get them moving down the line to the sale. So closing the deal is what we want, but not quite yet. We've run into the objections. I got to talk to my wife. I got to think about it or whatever one they, they come up with. Those are vague objections. Now, if they said, you know what? I don't know. I'm uncomfortable about the food that you gave me. Boom. I'm happy now. You know why I'm happy? Because now they're getting specific. If they're getting specific about the process or what you're offering, now you can come back and say, cool, well, we can adjust the food protocol if you want, or we can adjust the workouts if you want. And the reason that it makes me happy is because now they're actually thinking about it because you're not going to ask a specific question about the program offer that you're looking at unless you're interested, right? But closing the deal, not quite yet. So now we're getting into follow-up. Now, follow-up is where you make the most money. And the reason I say that is this. A lot of people are really good at doing it the first time, but people don't like rejection. So if someone tells them, no, a lot of people quit there. They don't reach back out. They don't do anything. I'm guaranteeing you, I have made hundreds of thousands of dollars following up with my clients, answering their questions, overcoming their objections, and getting the deal done. To give you an idea, for a online sale, touch or let, let's use phone sales because I that's kind of my expertise. You need to typically talk to the customer six to 12 times before they're in a sales buying position. Um, if they don't know you that well, it could be up to 20 times. Most people maybe will reach out a second time, third time. If they're reaching out five times, they think they're really doing great. And here's the crazy thing what did I just say? Most sales cycles need six to 12 touches. Now, you don't have to call them six times. Don't take it that way. You can use email. Going back to our tools, remember, you can use email. You can use the internet through Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, DMing, however you want to do it. You can write a handwritten letter thanking them for you know listening to your presentation, that type of stuff. You don't realize how rare it is to get a handwritten note. People read it because they just don't get it. But you just follow up and you touch base with them. So how do I follow up and not sound salesy? Because again, you don't want to be the person like, hey, do you want to buy my product? Hey, do you want to buy my product? Hey, do you want to buy No one wants that. No one wants that at all. So follow up is such a key part to the sales process. And like I said, how do we do it without sounding needy or salesy? Well, the follow-up is set up in the presentation, kind of like what I talked to you guys about a little bit ago. At the end, when I presented the price, when I presented the product, when I said, hey, here's my heart, here's what I want to do for you, and I said, here's the price, and they came up with an objection, I said, cool, I understand. You know, I want to make sure I take the best care of you. And, and from your point of view, you're being ethical, you're being moral, you're giving your whole heart to help them, and you wouldn't be watching this if you weren't that way because that's how I am and that's how you are. So. There's no fear of, oh, this isn't good for the customer because you're bringing a ton of value. So the price is fine. Okay, let's just get that set. The price is fine. It's a made up number anyway. Again, let's use the phone. Some people for an Apple phone will pay thousands of dollars. Some people for an Apple phone like my wife wouldn't pay $2. She hates Apple. Like she just doesn't like the functions of it. It's value of the product that you're giving. So going back to the follow-up. 
once you get to the point where, okay, they're not going to buy right now, that's when you first set the time for you to reach back out to them in place. And what I mean is you literally give them a set time and say, hey, Tim, I'm going to give you a call back on Saturday at two o'clock. Does that work for you? And if they say, yes, great, follow up. I know that sounds, you know, simple, but a lot of people will say that, but they don't do it because they don't have their calendar or their structure, other stuff happens. So when you set up a follow-up call, and I know I'm being a little simple here, but I want to make sure we don't miss this. You set the expectations with the customer. So if you are supposed to call them at two o'clock on Saturday, you better call them at two o'clock on Saturday because you're teaching them to trust you. You're teaching them to do the things that they, that you say you're going to do. And if you don't, you're losing trust. You're losing that rapport. Um, you know, second point was right there. Make sure you set a time the customer agrees for you to reach back out. Keeping your words huge. You know, be understanding that if something makes sense to you, it may not to them. A lot of times, the reason we have to follow up is simply this. People don't grasp our concept or what we're bringing or the value we're bringing to them yet. They need to have more time. They need to be in your ecosphere more. They need to see you being consistent. They need to see you keeping your word. They need to see results and referrals and stuff like that. So be understanding of them and then be open to their time frame. It might be this. And here's a question that a lot of people don't like to ask, but hey, Tim, I get it. So, so here's the thing. I know you need to think about it. And $5,000 is a lot of money, but it's a great investment in you because you're going to be happy. I'm going to relist everything you do. Is it really you need to think about it or is it like you just won't have the money until that point? Now, all you're like, what did he just say? Yes, I will ask that question. I want to know, is, is this a money thing or is this a time frame thing? And if they say, yeah, you know what, really, Joe, I'm interested in it. I just don't get paid until the 30th. So I can't really, you know, budget that amount and tell them. Cool. No problem. I'll reach back out to you a couple of days before just to make sure you're good. Let's say the 27th. Let's re-go over everything we talked about. Make sure it's still a good fit for you because my goal is to make sure that I'm serving you with everything I can and bringing you the best value for with my product or service because I want you to be fit. I want you to be healthy. I want you to tell me the story. You going to Disney and you having fun because you were in shape. And that's, that's my goal. So be open to their time frame. Find out what the real objection is. Ask for the sale and repeat until you win. Now you're all like, what do you mean? Ask for the sale and repeat till I win. Just what I said. You go back in, you reframe the question and you find out, hey, does this work? Great. And you repeat until you win, meaning that you win one of two ways. And this might be a little bit weird, but it's true. You either get a solid no or you get a solid yes. And you're like, well, how is a solid no a win? Well, it's a win because of this. I want to have as big of a pipeline as possible. I want to have as many potential customers as possible. And if I have as many potential customers as possible, then if you say, no, great, I can go talk to people that are interested. I can go service people that want what I bring, the value I bring, the hope I bring, the product I bring. And if they say, yes, great, we get to start our journey together. We get to do what we want, which is you know, get fit or get better at sales or whatever your product or service is. You know, so that's kind of, of it in a nutshell. So let's just kind of quick synopsis, prospecting, find your ideal client that you can target market, reach out to, meet their needs, find out what their needs are, make your prospecting about 
them who they are, what they want, what they desire. Move into the presentation and closing stage. Ask open-ended questions that are going to give you the keys you need to build the solution for them. Ask for the sale. A lot of you talk about your product, your service, whatever. You feel weird asking for the sales. Remember, you're ethical. You're moral. You have your client's best interest in heart. It's okay to say, hey, it's five grand. Hey, it's a grand. Hey, it's $3.99 right now. Hey, if you give me a referral, I'll do it for $2.99. Whatever you want to make that up, that's cool. If they're still a little bit uncertain, set a time to follow up with them, an exact set time to give them a call. Friday at three o'clock. Tim, does that work for you? Great. Get them to give that commitment. Reach out when you say you're going to reach out. Overcome the ejection. Ask for the sale again. After you reframe it and make it about them and say, cool, here it is. Are we ready to go? Are you ready to move forward? Do you want me to send you the contract? However it is you do that. And I will be doing a asking for the sale closing only type of uh, training soon as well. Because again, this is a big overview of the sales process and what you need to do to kind of help and, you know, help your customers be the best shining light you can be. So ask for the sale and repeat, tell you when. So I wanted to say thank you for each and every one of you that's taking the time to either be live with me today or you're watching the repeat. I know that time is money and it's valuable and you have family, kids, life, all that stuff. So my gift to you for watching this is really simple. I'm going to give you a free coaching call. It's going to be 30 minutes to 45 minutes talking more directly about what you need for your business, maybe even starting to help craft an idea of, you know, your sales story, your value story for your customer. Because my goal is to help you guys get your sales up 10, 20, 30, 40, 60%. And I believe in each and every one of you. My heart is to help everyone on my friends list break that six-figure barrier and scale beyond. Now, it doesn't have to be set. I'm not saying all of you had to be millionaires. I'm not saying you can't be millionaires. I want to help you get to the place you want to be so you can breathe and do the things you want to do. That's my gift to you. So thank you all again for being on this presentation. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll be reaching out soon just to see how I can help better serve you. And again, have a wonderful, awesome day.